When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Welcome to the Ask Women Podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source. I'm Kristen Carney, comedian, whatever, um, here, of course, with Marnie Kinris, best-selling yes. author. I feel like we should stop doing these introductions. It's Why? 71 episodes. Who, I know, but people are just listening to it for the first time. That's Maybe. true. That's true. Yeah. But I still, regardless, I think we should stop doing them. Fine. Should okay. we just not say anything the entire show? Yes. That sounds Answer good no me. questions <laughs> and t- give no advice. The show is done. Thank you for coming and listening. Um, so today we have uh, some chicks from 20s versus 30s, which is a really funny YouTube page. And they basically compare and contrast what's p- more pathetic, essentially. Right. Your 20s, your 30s. And they, I honestly think from watching their videos, they make both look pretty horrible. Yeah. I can't wait to be in my 40s, yeah. to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm, I wonder what that brings. Exactly. Yeah. And then we have um, a man on the show as well who has a very large beard who will be joining us in just two minutes. Joe Prano, who's a really funny comedian, who's yeah. friends with Andy, who's been here before, yeah. and Lachlan. Yeah. So hopefully he can live up to their standards. Oh, they're yeah. pretty low standards. Yeah. Lachlan wasn't so great. Neither <laughs> was Andy. I'm just kidding. No, they were both fantastic. They were very good voices of men and uh, represented two different types of men, which is always fantastic. One, for us to have on one gay, one straight. Right. Exactly. You can choose who. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what are we talking about today? About how freaking hot it is. It is really, it is really hot. It is ridiculously hot. I actually uh, brought my my son into the studio today because my hot, my hot, my house is so, so, so freaking hot. And he's a naked baby. He's been a naked baby for the past week. He, he, there's no need he for him to come out clothed, though, which is really strange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like we were at the doctor yesterday and the doctor was done... Uh, checking him out and she's like oh you can put his clothes back on and we were like we didn't bring any clothes there's, <laughs> there's nothing to bring really on. Funny. <laughs> yeah. and she's like well do you have clothes yeah. are you like is everything okay no, we're minimalist are you homeless yes exactly homeless baby so you watched a youtube video that was something like a homeless guy getting laid i did it's actually i we have a clip of it but before we get to the clip i wanted to go into our wing girl minute Women do not test men for sport. What they are actually doing is evaluating whether or not you are someone who's worth their time based on the ways you respond. This is a method of protection for women so they can weed out the creepers and only hang on to the quality men. So if a woman banters with you, takes jabs at you, gives you a hard time or asks you a ton of questions, questions including what do you do for a living? Don't get mad, get glad. Because it's clear. Five garbage bags? <laughs> exactly. That's our sponsor for this week. Because it's a clear <laughs> indicator that she's interested and wants to assess your value. And that is my wing girl minute. Wait, so you're saying he wants to assess her value? No, she wants to. Oh. So she's so a lot of guys get confused um, when a woman either asks questions or when she wants to banter or take jabs at him. And and they they all they on I cannot speak today. This is freaking heat. They keep asking me, is she testing me? Is she testing me? Why is she testing me? Why is she being so malicious? But the truth is, is that it's actually a form of flirting. So you should take it as a compliment and as a sign that she's actually interested. But you know what? Women and Joe can... Joe just joined us. Yay, Joe. Yay, beer man. Thanks for coming. Do you get annoyed when... Well, because I get annoyed if a guy asks me too many questions. Yeah. But if a woman does it to a man that's just testing, you know, is that... Well, it's not... Is it like a double standard? Well, okay. Well, actually, I, I like to hear what your response is. Do you get annoyed if a woman asks you too many questions? No, I don't. Uh, I think you typically, I mean, I think it's different for every guy, but typically uh, when I'm flirting with a girl or picking up a girl or bantering with a girl, I feel like I'm usually in control. 
Uh, so if she's asking me uh, a lot of questions, it's because I'm allowing her to ask me a lot of questions. I didn't realize you were so cocky. Yeah. I know. No, I am. I am very <laughs> cocky, uh, especially when it comes to picking up girls. I feel like I'm very good at that. I have a girlfriend and I feel like I might need to stop having a girlfriend because I need to be what I'm good at. And that's picking up girls. <laughs> and she's I, holding right. me back. Yeah, she's holding me back. I mean, if she would just let me pick up girls, uh, this relationship would, would be, be great. Deeper. Maybe that's something you guys can help me with. Seriously. Make, make my both open work. relationship happen. But, uh, but yeah, I think, I think some guys can feel like they're against the ropes if, uh, if a girl's asking them a lot of questions. But if, you know, if you're confident and you're like, you're, this is your opportunity to answer things about yourself right. and really, you know, put yourself out there. So if a girl's asking me a lot of questions, I'm, it's usually a good thing, I think, for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's good to have perspective is so, so everything because you were just saying, like, I feel like I'm giving her the opportunity to talk to yeah. me. And guys like dig a hole when they come across so desperate and sad, like they're being allowed to talking, you know, she's allowing yes. them to talk to her. So, so if you lucky. just flip it like a switch, I know it's not that easy. You know, not everyone can have a giant, huge man beard right. like Joe Prano right. does right now <laughs> and have that kind of confidence. But like Marnie does good things at like teaching people how to kind yeah. of get that confidence to have that perspective. Well, can I ask you where where does that perspective come from? Because we uh, we don't see why there's no <laughs> justification. Right? No, absolutely. Um, where? But now I'm intrigued. Now I want the you. perspective <laughs> of uh, of of the fact that they're lucky that that it's that they are lucky that you are that interested in. I them. think that um, especially here in L.A., I, I I came from New York City, so coming to L.A., like I I think I expected a different kind of uh, scene as far as like dating and picking up people went. And here it seems like you really have to approach girls. Girls are not going to approach you. And I think uh, back in New York, girls would be a little bit more up in your face and be yeah. like, oh, I think you're hot or whatever. So here, um, I have to go in and make the first move. And I think that there are so few guys that have the confidence to do that, that just walking up and saying something and not like a cheesy pickup line or whatever. Typically, my pickup line is uh, complimenting how a girl looks like right out of the gate, like, very blunt. Like, I think you're really attractive. I'd like to get to know you or something like that. And then um, if they're still talking to me after just that line, I know I've already kind of got you know, you're hooks in. in them. Yeah. Okay. And so now it's like, now they're on my turf and now we can. And so yeah, I have this confidence. Like, you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you can you're, play. Yeah, you're still here. I, I, I told you you're attractive. You're still here. Apparently there's <laughs> right. some sort of thing. So... Now, I've kind, I've kind no, of I, taken, like, I like the way that you think about yeah. things. A lot of guys are like, okay, I say my opening line. She's still standing there looking at me with glazed eyes. Yeah. And then they panic because they don't know what to say next. So for you, what do you go into after you say, after you're very direct? Because you said that so confidently, the way that you put it out there. Yeah. I, I can feel that you have confidence. Yeah. So I, what, where I, do you go with it after? I have, a couple of, I have a couple of moves that I keep in the bag. But a lot of times I'll be like, if a girl's really attractive, I'll go, where's your boyfriend? Not even, do you have a boyfriend, but where's your boyfriend? Yeah. And if they say, oh, I don't have one, I'm like, oh, what's wrong with you? Immediately put them on the defensive, like, well, you're really, you're really attractive. So why don't you, like, are you crazy? Is this, and then they right. start defending themselves and, and just, it's you know, a fun game. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, I, I always think of it as like boxing. I try to get them in the corner. And, like Ray Rice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not elevator boxing. <laughs> yeah. um, more like get them against the ropes, get them kind of defending themselves yeah. and get be on the offensive and uh, and make them answer a lot of my questions. Do you find that most girls can keep up with you? Because I actually do want to brag about a line I had the other day, because I love when a guy who doesn't know that I have anything to do with like the spoken word. Right. Uh, not a with quick way. <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay. Slam poetry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, I hate myself. Yeah. <laughs> but they don't know that approaching me. And so the other day I was... Um, tying my dog up to a post and I was going to kill him. Just kidding. I was, <laughs> I was tying him up to go into a coffee place. And um, I, I always do a lot of knots in the, in the leash around the whatever thing, because I get scared that someone may want to steal him. And obviously oh, I know they could just do undo the buckle right. on his presentation. You know how right. work, right? <laughs> it took me actually like two weeks to realize that. I was like, wait a second. I tie his feet to the pole. He's like a little hostage dog. I'm picturing this sad dog lying on the ground. And then I just throw food at him. tied together. <laughs> No, but <laughs> I tell you, just to make it more difficult for if someone right. wanted to come by, you just snatch him. I right. don't know. And so anyway, a guy came by and it was cute because he was calling out the fact that I was like tying like a, like a sailor, like tons of knots. Yeah. 
And he's like, you know, does he ever know how to get himself out of there or something like that? And I just turned around and I was like, and I was kind of in a bad mood. And I was like, yeah, he's the Harry Houdini of dogs. <laughs> and like, I don't, not that that was like hilariously amazing, but it was like pretty quick yeah. where I wasn't just like, <laughs> you know, right. I yeah. actually, and he kind of <laughs> went like, oh shit. Like, I don't think I approached the right girl. Not that I was mean, but I just had something to say really quickly back and he had nothing to say. And it was like, I won the boxing match. Right. And so he was like, uh -huh, and then just like walked away. Yeah. Or he just got a closer look at my face. <laughs> Either one. <laughs> no, but, but I do find a lot of girls can't do that. Yeah. Well, it depends who they're up against, to be honest, because you don't need somebody who is is as quick witted as right. you. You just want somebody who will fight back a little bit. At least yeah. try. So I, it goes I, and and, and it's not uh, like necessarily a bat. I'm not trying to like beat them into submission, but. I always think of it as like a tennis game too. Like I want somebody who can hit it back over the net. Like yeah. I don't want to just be like, it's boring if they're like, oh yeah, I don't have a boyfriend. Great. It's like, right. put and them on the flat. defensive a little bit and then they come back at you and you but know. But yeah. you don't think most girls can kind of play like that? They're they're with it enough? I, I don't brain. know about most girls, but I think it, it it's pretty, it happens pretty quick where you, you go, oh, she can't, she can't right. do it. It's like, right. This has been yeah. fun. And then like, you've learned already yeah. really quickly. Like, yeah. it's a good assessment. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, because I always describe it as volleyball because it's like, you know, you're always returning the ball to the other person saying, okay, here's what I got. What yeah. do you got? What are you going to give back to me? Are you going to drop the ball? Are you going to, you know, be uh, give, give a horrible, I don't know, what is it called in volleyball? Sir, you use a different uh, bunt. I don't, I don't know. Bunt. What else but like getting that. it back over and having yeah. a weak ball toss ball. back over because then you, you're right. You get to be in the seat where you're evaluating saying like, yeah, I don't really want to play with you. Yeah. This isn't a fair game or a fun game. Like sometimes it's fun when you can teach somebody, but other times you want to play with somebody who's at your level. Yeah. So this, the sport goes on for a longer time. But that's interesting because I did, I wanted to talk about, I have it written down to talk about testing for another show, but I like that we're talking about it this show because um, I think it's a really big topic for a lot of guys because a lot of guys get seriously offended um, by girls. Like, why are they testing me? So I had this one guy that I did, uh, he was on one of our boot camps and he would say, I hate when women ask me what I do for a living. Why are they testing me like that? Why are they, why are they money hungry? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, what if you think about it a different way? What if you think about it as you're a man in front of her and she's trying to figure out who you are, or she's possibly nervous. And that's the go-to question because that's the normal question that people typically ask. So I want to- also says a lot about who you are because yeah, if sure. you've chosen to be a comedian, you know, oh, instantly what this person may be like versus someone who chose to be a doctor. Yeah. You know, clearly idiot versus smart person. But it does, it, it helps paint a picture of who you are. So I would say, like, I love, you know, what Joe was saying before, like you, you want to welcome those questions, yeah. but you also want to take it up that next notch. Absolutely. And I, when people ask me what I do, I never tell them I'm a comedian. What I, do you say? I, always, I make up something ridiculous and it gets like, I'll be, I, I drive NASCAR. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. I drive NASCAR. And then you take it to the point where they finally are like, you really don't. No, you're right. Yeah. I'm an astronaut. Yeah. And then it's like, just start the whole thing over and you're flirting. And then finally, when I give it up, you know, 15 minutes in, like, oh, I do comedy. I, I don't have to come out like saying you're a comedian is kind of lame. Yeah, it is you know really I mean? lame. It's like, it's like saying showing a comedian yeah, yeah, exactly. is even better. Yeah. yeah, if you can be funny versus right, just right. say you're a comedian. What if so after all of that, she's like, yeah, you're not that funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's always what they say. Yeah. That's like, that's the go-to. Oh, really? You're not that funny. Well, it's like, you're still here. We're, we've been doing this 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I always do a lot of Seinfeld callbacks on the show, which I think annoys a lot of people, but um, <laughs> they always relate because actually in that show, there's so much about dating and I'm obsessed yeah. with Seinfeld, but it makes me think of that episode where um, Jerry's in the car with the like Southern Belle and um, she sees his act and she doesn't think he's funny. And he's like, but you're a cashier. And it's like, you know, men, you know, she doesn't like the, she liked the fact that, you know, he did comedy, but then she saw his act and then she judged him didn't like him anymore. He didn't care either way. She was a cashier. It doesn't matter what her job was. You know, there's that kind of, it makes it a little unfair. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. The thing is, is that, you know, there are some women who are out there who are asking what you do because they do want to know how much money you make. But I would say that, that most of the women who are asking what you do, they're just trying to get a bigger picture of who you are and what you're about and whether or not you're going to hurt them in some way. I feel like it's also just kind of a go-to thing. Yeah. It's like, what what do you do? And then, you where know, are you from? What do you yeah, do? where what are you from? Have? What do you do? And then like, if you're on the date, like, oh, you're brothers and sisters. Oh, what are your parents? You know, yeah. it's like all those standard things. And 
Not everybody is creative enough to get outside the box was, of like their staple questions. Was this guy who was complaining about it, did he have a really good job or a really bad job? Because I feel like you're going to be on one extreme or the other. Right. Because you're going to either be annoyed that everyone wants to have your money or you're going to be annoyed that people are judging you because you have a, you know, you don't have a career goal. Well, I've had guys write into me who are unemployed and they get really frustrated with the question, what are you doing for a living? But I always say that's more of a frustration with yourself. And right. Your position. Exactly. And you have to figure out a way that you can confidently respond to that question. Uh, the guy that I'm talking about actually did have a lot of money. He had yeah. a really, really good job. Um, but he, he was highly insulted by it. Not that he had a history of women using him for money, but he didn't like the fact that women asked that and saw it as a negative test. That if he said um, that he did something that seemingly uh, would, would make him appear as if he has less money, that they would stop talking to him. So he always wanted to hide what he did and he would get mad at women when they did ask that question. So just for people who are listening, it's not a negative question that they're not, they're, women aren't, as I said in my Wing Girl Minute, women do not test you for sport. I, I believe there may be a few women who are like, I'm going out with this guy tonight and I'm going to make sure that he answers question one. Yeah, there's maybe. A, there's obviously going to be some women out there like that to say there isn't is thinking that we live in a perfect world. Right. But if there weren't women out there like that, then that'd be like a weird perfect world. Like, (laughs) what are all these like goody two-shoes doing? Exactly. Spice it up a little bit. But my point is, is that women don't test you for sport. They don't want you to fail. They don't, they're not setting you up so that you can fail. A lot of the time in relationships, when women seemingly test you, I hate the word test because I don't believe in it. But when they do seemingly test you, it really comes from a place of insecurity. So I know that there's certain times where I'm talking to my husband and we're having a conversation and something gets triggered for me. And then I ask another question um, that can either, you know, give me the perspective on him that I want, or it can possibly hurt our conversation. And I get tense about it. And, and because he gets I'm, tense because he has to know right, he's answering sure. in the right way. Yeah, yes, he's right. like, oh God, I'm on the spot right now. Okay. So um, I will say for men who are in relationships and also, you know, men who are not in relationships, because as Joe was saying, that this is sort of, it goes hand in hand. You, you want to handle these questions with confidence and to remain unrattled because both of those questions, whether you're asking a guy who's single or you ask a guy that you're in a relationship with, they come from an insecure place or a bantery place or an inquisitive place. They're not direct attacks on you. So the thing is, is that if you crumble when we ask our questions or we test, I'm putting air quotes up, um, then you are not the man for us in that moment. Or, you know, if you're just meeting for the first time, then you're not the man for us ever. You, you kind of do fail in their eyes because you can't keep up with them. You're not, you're not boxing. Right. Properly. And like I think, there's a, the I think there's a huge difference uh, in that when you're doing it with somebody and you're in a relationship with them as compared to your, when you're meeting somebody for the first time. When you're in a relationship with somebody and they're testing you, you're kind of stuck there. I mean, obviously you can get out of a relationship, but it's easier than walking away yeah. from somebody that you're... And so if you're a guy or even a girl and somebody's testing you out at the bar or like... I, I mean, I, I do pretty good with girls, especially like out at the bar. Like I think my, my pickup game is pretty good, but I, I've certainly walked up to a girl, tried something and she like, you know, <laughs> rolls her eyes and walks away. It's just that easy. If she didn't want to be there, she could just walk away. So if they're testing you in conversation, they're in that conversation. You actually have the upper hand that just that they're still there. Testing yeah. in conversation is way more fun than testing in a relationship. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, yeah. let's call it something else. Let's call it trying you out. It's like right. taking you for a test drive and right. saying, like, if you drive the way that I, feel like, I like to drive. Yeah. Yeah. Poking and prodding is probably going to suggest that, yeah. but that's got a negative connotation to it. Yeah, but those are okay as well. It's all of it saying that the whole point of interacting with people and dating, and it might sound judgmental, but you're, you're trying to evaluate who you want to put your time yeah. into. Yeah. Sorry, guys, but your career is important at the end. Like, yeah. that's really all this comes down to. Yeah, and the way that you respond is important. And now I'm making it feel like there's so much pressure to be put on you. But the thing is, is that if you own who you are, if you can, you know, banter the way that Joe's talking about okay. it, whatever it is, then you, you can have a higher success So, rate. for example, there was this YouTube video yes. of the homeless man. Yeah, let's play Did a little bit that? of the clip. It was on Facebook. No. Oh, no. it was really funny. Since there's 8 million people in this city, if you're not getting laid, you're fucking asshole. Kind of great. It's not like I forgot how to get pussy just because I fucking became homeless. <laughs> I like your shorts. Yeah. He's just getting it with the F-bomb. Hey. This is the homeless person of my dreams. What's your name? Of my nightmares. This is amazing. It has 8 million people, and so you can, like, fuck a different girl. Like, whenever you want. You're adorable. Like, I'm <laughs> definitely, like, trying to chill with you. There's got to be the one pickup line that works better than everything else you said. It's not really pickup lines. It's more like I see opportunities and I capitalize. 
I'm actually a little oh. bit Czechoslovakian. That's kind of right. Let's stop this for you a second. Know, and like, he's literally sitting in his own <laughs> urine when he's making <laughs> these statements at girls. It's hilarious. So he was saying that he's homeless two nights out of the week because he's sleeping with girls. Yeah. Four to five nights Awakens, out of the week. Playing road games. Right. He yeah. has four great outfits that he wears. <laughs> and he said... He's sleeping on the street because he's wearing nice outfits. Girls will like wake him up and say, oh, you passed out. Like, you, and he's like, no, <laughs> like I'm home. Like, I don't have to get home from being passed out. I'm actually home right now. But okay. I wanted to use this video. God, what is wrong with me? It's the heat and everything. Okay. This video, um, I wanted to use it for our chapter today in the man's playbook. Are you horny to win? Are Nash? you horny to win? I know. I don't know what happened. They took to it out. I don't damn know. It, yeah. Damn it. But uh, it's just like a gay men's club song we have. Okay. There I we go. It. There we go. I've so missed so it. So bad. So missed it. But this is really just a very short chapter that basically says if a homeless guy can do it, can get laid five nights out of the week, you should have no excuses. If if he, he can, owns it, you have to own whatever it is. It's all about confidence. Yeah. And Absolutely. You can be confident and homeless. Because like, I'm. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking at the picture of this guy right now, um, and his, his the expression on his face is very much like, "If you want to talk to me, talk to me. If you don't, yeah, go." You know, and I mean I that is semi attractive. It's attractive for me personally. I, I would be like disgusted by this guy, but I mean it works for some people. It does. It does. It's, it's not going to attract the best quality people. Well, but it works. No, no. Basically, what we're saying is you can get laid. Yeah, but it's but don't be so certain that it doesn't attract quality people. I, okay, there's nothing. Well, I don't know if he also has his, you know, uh, give me money yeah, you know sign that, like, <laughs> when he's picking them up. Because for for him, he's just a guy who is sitting on the street who's talking with girls. You don't know if they're quality women or not. Yeah, they're people who are up for fun. Right. But it's just like so, so many women you hear talk about the first time you're going to see your boyfriend or that guy's apartment that you've been dating. Right. And it's like, there's no first time. But he's not talking about first times. He's not trying to have long-term relationships. With Obviously, that's what I'm saying. I don't yeah. know. It just seems like a dead end. He's going to age poorly. And, <laughs> Look at all these things. Getting all that sun on. living on the street. No, really. You know? Oh, God. But it does go into like his alcohol habits. Like he goes into a liquor store and says, give me the cheapest thing you got. I'm just going to mix it with Gatorade anyway. So it doesn't matter. And then he drinks every day. He's like, once I, once I have my Gatorade. I think that's Gatorade. how he became homeless. Yes, exactly. <laughs> he's like, once I have my Gatorade, I Basically can talk to anybody. Don't aim for this, but it works. So for him, so well, okay, yes, I'll put a different choice <laughs> on it. Aim for his confidence, exactly. Yeah, um, not for his life, right? Exactly. Not for yeah. I'm not, we're not we're not saying like the Ask Win podcast is endorsing you know being homeless and just giving up everything and living on the streets so that you can get laid. <laughs> it's saying that if this guy can do it, you have no excuses. I thought, like that, I thought about doing a similar plan. Actually, I've thought I've had times where I was like, "Oh man, I I I got to get out of the relationship I'm in, but I don't have any place to go." And then I was like, "Well, <laughs> if I get a gym membership and a storage unit, you'll have and somewhere. I just pick right. up a girl every night. Right. I'm I'm all good. It's there like, you go. Seriously, my rent my rent gets cut, and you know." into a tenth and then uh and i meet a lot of new people and exactly oh, and you see a lot of new apartments yeah exactly which would be fantastic mm-hmm. um how and long have you been in your shape. relationship yeah exactly and you're in great shape yeah he's not saying you use the, the gym, gym. he's saying he <laughs> oh yeah i would shower there keep my clothes in my locker Smart. i don't work out yeah, exactly i who would does? believe it for a who second who does at the gym yeah. but yeah so how long have you been in your relationship um two years two years yes and you're itching to get out um, I'm always itching to get out of my relationships <laughs> really? and, um, I, I'm a serial monogamist and also a bit of a serial cheater, but not because I'm a dog and like need to have sex with random strangers. I just, because I swing, you're a man and he's no. yeah, a little bit. And I also like, I, te- I tend to cheat when I'm like, this is wrapping, we're wrapping up this one. Let's, uh, yeah. let's cheat with somebody who might be the next vine to swing <laughs> to. And, um, the next home to stay. Yeah, in. exactly. Um, uh, but I, I feel like, you know, I'm, I was kind of a late bloomer. I went to an all boys school as a kid and I had mostly brothers. I had a sister, baby sister, but like I was never great at talking to girls and picking up girls and just didn't have confidence. And then uh, now that I, you know, I perform and I've kind of grown into everything a little bit. And you want to take advantage of Yeah, that. I want to take advantage of Like yeah. I'm 35. Um, I thought you were know. younger. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to think I look younger, <laughs> but maybe my windows, you know, another good solid seven, eight years. Like I want to, I want to take advantage of it. So then why do you get into relationships? Um, 
at the same time, I, I like, you know, I like being with someone. I like, you know, when you have a connection with someone, it's, it's pretty selfish, but it's like, you're great and I'm great. We're great together. Let's be together. But then obviously it's like, well, that person's great too. Let's let me, you know, so it's like, it's tough. It's constantly a battle of, I don't love being single. I don't like going out every night and picking up like a different girl, but I do like finding you like new things. Yeah, I like I and I like falling for people and I like the excitement of, you know, the first five dates and the first, you know, yeah. time you stay over at somebody's all that stuff. So yeah. yeah. Well, can I ask a question? Don't sure. be insulted because I'm not judging you at all. Sure. Although I'm totally judging you. But why why do you cheat? Why do you choose to cheat instead of just having a conversation? Uh, with my significant other. Yeah. Um a conversation such as as time to move on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> That that basically, I think it's as opposed uh, to having a conversation about going to cheat. Like, yeah, I just you know, yeah, I just you know, like, I'll, 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 I was like, oh, you guys are really good. <laughs> no. like, how do I do this? <laughs> what conversation do <laughs> yeah. I have? No, the break. So I'm going out, and we're gonna, I'm gonna have sex with somebody else. I'll be <laughs> yeah. back at eight. Um, I was like, great podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think it's just it, it's not um, it's not always as cut and dry as like, oh, and this is over, and I'm gonna go cheat. Like a lot of times. I feel like you know how much you care about the relationship you're in based on how much you're looking around and how much you're when you're out at a bar, if you're flirting. And like a lot of times when I'm really happy in my relationship, it's a lot of like going out with my male friends and playing darts. Right, and you and, don't look. Yeah. And you don't look or you look a little bit, you know, a really hot girl walks in. You're like, OK, everybody can appreciate that. You guys are married. Right, you have kids, whatever. Yeah. Right. This is happening. But then when you feel yourself like looking like hitting like, or girls, more of a yearn. Yeah. That's when the yearning yeah. comes in. And then, and then all of a sudden I'm in to something else before I even went home for the night, you know what oh, I mean? Oh, really? So like, it happens that fast. Yeah. I'm, I move pretty quick. So I'm, it's not I'm like you have time to even have He's a He's a NASCAR driver. Remember? So as soon as that, yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. I forgot. So as soon I only as, go left. <laughs> as soon as this does happen, do you go home and tell no, no, no. Oh, so you stretch this out for as long as possible. No, not at all. No, at, at the same time, usually that's like, a, okay, you did bad. Now you, like, it's usually now you need to start reevaluating the relationship you're in. So that's your trigger. That's start, you're like, oh, yeah. well, now I start to start thinking whether or not I want to be yeah. this girl. Yeah, and then let's reevaluate and let's come up with an exit strategy and that whole Okay. That whole and during this whole process, you're still being with other women while trying to figure out how to exit. I mean, it's been, you know, I've had a bunch of different relationships. They haven't all been exactly the same blueprint, but, right. um, you know, something like that. <laughs> really? Well, what what would you think for the guys that are listening to this? What would you think would be a better exit strategy that is fair to your relationship yourself and to the girl that you're seeing? So she doesn't take that baggage from being cheated on into her next relationship. Well, I think that's the thing. So I believe uh, you never you don't tell them. you never tell them yeah. you cheated. It's that's Except on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> no, but you ne yeah you never tell that person. Like I haven't cheated on all my girlfriends. If any of them are listening, <laughs> you might be the one I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's you never tell them. That's for the guy saying that I cheated on you is for you. That's for your own guilt. Uh, saying the truth, which is this isn't working for me anymore. And I think it's time to break up is really why you cheated in the first place. It's kind of like what you don't know can't hurt. You yeah. Kind of thing. And it's just, it's really just, it's, it's just for you and telling them is just hurting them. Like there's nothing about it that makes them, unless you're planning on staying or trying to make it work and saying, you know, I cheated on this person. But if you're because, leaving, there's no reason. Yeah. It's like, let's, yeah. yeah. You don't it, think that they know? No. Are they shocked when you break up with them? I mean, again, every relationship is different. I've been broken up with too. You know, I'm not always the, I'm not always the one who does the breaking up, but, um, but I usually know it's kind of like I, when I've been broken up with, it's like, I was going to break up with you too. Yeah. Like there's something happening yeah, here yeah. that we're, you know, it's not. This is fascinating. I actually have more questions. Um, when you get to that point where you are going to break up, what is it typically that you are not getting from the relationship or what what's suddenly not working? I I love, you know, I think when I was... Uh, this is like the NPR yeah. podcasting right now. I think when I, I was... This like, is what oh, I find interesting because I, it is interesting to... to there, there, okay, so there's a, 
I've been talking about this a lot, even in my own coaching. This person wrote into me and said, same thing, serial monogamist. He dates them for three to five months and then he gets really bored and he moves on to the next relationship. And I said, well, what does it mean when you're in a relationship? Like de- define what it means. And he had all of these negative connotations yeah. towards being tied down and being latched yeah, onto. That's, not, and how that's it gets, not my so, angle. Yeah, I don't think but, it is for you either. Um, my relationships are usually significantly longer years, yeah. uh, a year or multiple years. And it's typically... I, I think I just had this, uh, you get this romantic idea of what a relationship is supposed to be. And, and especially being a comedian, being an artist, like thinking that somebody's always going to support you a hundred percent of the time and you're always going to be for, there for them. And it's just like, we love each other so much that nothing matters except us. And then that's the way it is in relationships, like right out of the gate, you're so in love and there's so much passion and, and you you just want to be around each other all the time. And it's not realistic for that to continue forever. But for, for me, it's like sometimes that you runs that out feeling and I want it all over again. Yeah. And let's do it all over again. Let's fall. Like when I go, I go hard and the girl is, and it, we're usually like in bed for two months and then it kind of fizzles out a little bit, but you know, it's still great. And then next thing you know, it's like, you know, you didn't do Pick this. You didn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you didn't the make the bed starts. and you didn't do that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man. Yeah. You have a funny joke about the be- making the bed or something. Yeah. I moved out here to, to L.A. with a girl I uh, didn't live with in New York. And uh, we moved in together when we got out here. And that was this whole that was like a rude awakening, just like what it was like to live with a woman and her nagging and she was very, she was uh she was a latin girl and they're they tend to be pretty clean and pretty fiery so i tell it in my act but it, she legitimately came in one time and was like this is how you make a bed she goes take me through your thought process <laughs> when you were making this bed. i've like said that to my boyfriend yeah. before and in my head, I'm already like, joke. I have to find somebody to cheat. Yeah. I can't wait till I go out tonight. <laughs> Interesting. I want to talk more about this. We're going to have you on for a second. Show. Well, I, I think... want to dive deeper into this. We have our guests here right now. Yeah. But um, but yeah, thanks for being so honest. Just so, so you know, like this is a totally non-judgmental show. So, But thank you for yeah. being honest and being okay with answering those questions. Sure. No problem. I'm judgmental. Yeah. All right. Well, when we get back, we'll have um, the 30s ladies with us from the 20s versus 30s. Yeah. And so we'll be right back. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it yeah ray that's right i could slap your face raw for making me restart over all right we're here with liz um benham am i saying that right sorry i'm an asshole no i'm sorry oh my god <laughs> liz is not here we're here with marissa madsen and aaron schwartz Schwanitz. Schwanitz. it's okay it's kill me it's now really hard. It's yeah hard. right this is coming back to you it's all i wasn't prepared don't put me on the spot <laughs> um so, tough one. Aaron, hello. Hi. Hi. And nice to, nice to see you. you. Thank you for coming. Thanks, so Jenny. nice of you to be here. Thank, <laughs> thank you. No, please. Thank you. <laughs> and Marissa, thank you for coming. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Us. Okay, cool. Now, now that we're going to do a real interview. Um, so you guys started this really funny YouTube page called 20s versus 30s. You have two other partners that aren't here. 
Liz and Deanna. Um, and they'll actually be joining us for the second show. But we want to hear your perspective on like your dating lives and why you guys started, you know, this YouTube page and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Aaron. Well, uh, like we were saying before, um, <laughs> we, uh, the other two that aren't here, uh, the 30s, they play the 30s, we play the 20s. Um, they kind of came up with this idea because they uh, they hate going out. They hate getting ready to go out. Let's put it that way. So it just kind of sparked from there. And um, that's where, yeah, that's where it came from. How did you guys decide who's going to play the 30s and the 20s? Because I know if it, it was, I was involved, I'd be like a little trepidatious well, of the whole I think it was easy to choose because both of us are more like, uh, have, let's go out. Bubbly like we're, a little we're bit. Bubbly and like we, yeah. And it was just, it was just like, well, there's no discussion there. So <laughs> right, you're, right. You guys it's are going to be. Yeah. Cause you can have like a mental, like mentally I'm 60. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> it's really go off. Of, yeah. You're like, you're the yeah. old buddy daddies. You can play the thirties. Yeah. Well, can you, can you explain, um, a little bit of the difference between women in their twenties and women in their thirties to the guys that are listening? Marissa? Absolutely. I mean, if you take any aspect, I think if you take dating or going out or just even, you know, body issues, mm-hmm. uh, jobs, there's so much to cover just what changes in a decade. And that's yeah. what we kind of would constantly talk about just being women who basically we are 30. We've we've been through the 20s and, you know, it's hilarious to us the the differences, I think, in everything like early tw- when you're in your what early are, 20s. What are the 20s like that? Early so 20s. But what are they? They're outgoing. They're up for anything. They're naive. They, you know, don't really overthink anything. They have a million and one, you know, reasons to go out and everything. And then it's like, it's almost like when you get to your 30s, it's like, there's that joke of like, what happened to us? Like, it's not that they're all fuddy-duddies for sure. I mean, of course, we love... I mean, I'm I'm totally happy being in my 30s now and all of that. But I think the joke of why people just find it so relatable is that it's like, what happened to us? We used to want to go out, and now I I'm could not be happier to be in my sweatpants. Right. Well, so do you know, like a glass? Of I wine. actually had this thought this morning. I'm 31, and I was laying in bed, and I was laying like this on my side, and I thought, no, I can't do that because I'm gonna get chest wrinkles now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I want to lay oh, flat. Yeah. Oh, well, it, but that was a legitimate thought. That is, yeah, so those are concern now. But but that, yeah, yeah, and those are for sure different. I would say the same thing happens for a lot of guys as well. As you get older, you, you get more excited about like you know America's Got Talent being on mm-hmm. and <laughs> watching TV as opposed to like Jello shots. But mm-hmm. deep underneath um, those things, there, there's other things in terms of dating, attraction, and interacting with other people of the opposite sex. What would you say uh, a woman in her twenties is looking for from dating? versus a woman in her 30s? Well, I think the 20s are definitely more superficial just right off the bat. Yeah. Um, I think when you're in your 30s, you're really starting to assess everything that has to do with the future. And y- you kind of, I-, I don't know, I think you start not being duped so much and you start kind of not being so swayed by things that, oh, he's so beautiful or he's so funny. It's like, no, is he respecting me? Is so he, when, when did that start for yeah. you? I want to, so when did when did that shift happen for you where those things are important? Um, I think I was probably like twenty five or twenty six. Yeah, it wasn't happening. Yeah, late. I was actually yeah. I was in, even in my when I was twenty five. I was you know having the the thoughts like I'm kind of over clubbing. I'm over kind of doing all that stuff. But I, it's just you know. We want to make the the, ge- the generation yeah. gap bigger. That always, yeah. oh, for easier. sure. It's always baffling to, to me though why people it. get married in their 20s. It's like, I guess, I always feel like I've always looked into the future no matter what. And so when you're in your 20s and you want to get married, you're, you take it so seriously. Like, this is who I love and I know it. And everything is very passionate in the moment. It's almost like when, this is going to be a weird analogy, but like when a teenager like murders their parents because they won't <laughs> let them date this guy. Right. Like, yeah. But that's, it's so like, dramatic. but it's a be all and end all at that point. Right. Yeah. And so I think <laughs> you're still like that in your twenties. And once you're in your thirties, like everything's, it's more serious, but at the same time, it's a little more lax. Like you kind of get yeah. that this person, yes, like this person, like was you the love of your life for two years, but like they're gone. And it seems a little bit easier to take like the struggles. <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you think that shift happens at, let's say 20s, 30s? Okay, let's say it happens at 30s as opposed to 25, 26. But even though that's when it happened for me, mm-hmm. do you think it happens because at that point you're becoming more serious about what you want from that other person sitting across from you? Or is it because 
you see yourself differently? Uh, I mean, I definitely think it's like you you start realizing your value a lot. Um, I think like for me, it was it was that I'd been dating dating guys that didn't appreciate me or they were too immature to really get me or they were so self-involved. And so I think uh, I think that's kind of the shift is like seeing your own value and then being like, who's going to step up to the plate and give me what what I need? I made you know, a very, yeah. uh, very conscious decision to <laughs> choose. Like when I was in my twenties, I and you know close to thirty, <laughs> I, I I just dated because I wanted to date. I was having fun dating. It wasn't that I, you know, couldn't find the right guy or that uh, I wasn't treating myself right, like I should be valued or anything. Like there were some great guys I dated in my twenties. I just wasn't ready to settle down. Right. I had that idea that like. I want to have fun until I absolutely had to stop. Well, Joe, <laughs> like, Joe not, stop having fun. Just, you know, get married. And Joe here, who is our voice of man for the day, um, he was talking earlier. All right. men? Yes. <laughs> all, men. all men. All men. Oh, you have a all good men. Men, like, all man voice, too. And right. an all man and beard. That's a great yeah. beard. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a full I mean, beard. We try to get the most masculine beard. Also, when I'm not here, absolutely. I'm the voice of man, wow. just on the streets. Do you have like a, a reverb on your voice, like, oh. Yeah, you're hearing an effect that's yeah. coming through. <laughs> impressive but he was kind of saying that as well like in all of his relationships he's 35 i don't break it to you ladies but yes <laughs> he's not he's not Too 25 old. um and i'm homeless but it's all uh, yeah. <laughs> like he, he still wants to have fun at this point still and he's trying to kind of like i don't know joe you could talk for yourself yeah. obviously but hang on to it as long as he can essentially mm-hmm. yeah. so i think men and women i know you know some women do want to settle down and they think it's over for them by this point but men still think they have it going so I think that's like one huge difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think from, I can only speak for myself, but for, from my point and of view, men. it's like, yeah, and all men. But <laughs> it's, uh, at 35 as a man, I mean, I have a full head of hair. I'm, you know. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're I mean, prime. Shit. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm looking for a girl in their 20s. Right. That mm-hmm. when I'm ready to settle down in a couple of years, we'll be in Matching. her. Yeah, exactly. But um, I know, obviously, women struggle with the, the opposite, which is like, oh, my God, the clock's running out and I have to whatever. And, and like those late 20 years, like, oh, yeah, I'm still having fun. But there's this, you know, voice in the back of your head that's like, get it now while I can. But, um, yeah, I think it's I think that's where the men and the, the man woman divide happens a lot is like. You have these men that are in their 30s and are looking a little older, have been a lawyer for 12 years, and they're like, oh, man, I got to just settle down, you know? Uh, whereas for me, I feel young at heart, and I feel like I could still do pretty well. So I'm, I'm, I'm holding on for a couple of good more years. Yeah, But do you think that uh, men in their 30s see it more as settling down? Like, do they have a biological clock that's ticking? And they're like, oh, I got to find someone. I don't think it's, I think for men more than a biological clock, it's like social pressures. Like your parents, you know, Mm -hmm. want grandkids and you're like, I certainly am not like, oh man, really need to fill a lady with a child right now. (laughs) But But do you think it takes the romance out of uh, your pursuit for someone? Like why you go after certain people? Yeah, I do. I I like to, you know, when when I'm approaching a girl, I like to think that she's the girl who's out there just having fun, but I'm going to be the one. And then you cut it off and ruin it. And then, yeah, and then (laughs) then she's going to be like, until I met you. And now all I want to do is have your children. Like, that's, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm looking to to immediately take you out of that. Yeah. Ah, Like, you are, you're 25, you're just looking to party, you're just looking to have fun, blah, blah, blah. And then you meet me. Yeah, like, ha, ha, not for long. Yes, exactly. Sweetheart, you're going to be staying home in the kitchen. Right. (laughs) Do you think that it was an accurate statement that Joe made about, like, women having that clock ticking? Oh, uh, what, or, what about the clock I was saying, he is absolutely one type of guy. Like, I, right. that is for sure. I've met so many guys like that that are in their 30s, especially in the big cities, that it's, they don't want to settle down. They're young at heart. And that's a really key thing is like, do you feel young? Do you feel young at heart? Do you want to keep doing all the stuff that you can? And men just have that leisure more than women do because yes we have a biological clock also, that is I'm ticking s- i'm sorry to say this but a lot of men age really well like it's that silver-haired fox yeah. and they get sexier oh, yeah. and then as women start to kind of lose you know people perceive them in a different way yeah 
But I want to I want to explain to people who are listening. I want to understand this biological clock a little bit more. So like when you do go out and date now, is that something that's like present on the date? Is it the third person that's dating with you that you think to yourself, okay, well, you know, this person has to be the one because if I'm one more week and I'm meeting somebody else, it's one more week, week before I, I have a child. Like, mm. are, is that there? <sighs> like almost like you're settling because your biological clock is going. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But like how present is it in your thoughts? That- it's, it's very, for me, it's pretty present because I do have also social pressures and everything. But also I want a baby. Like I want to have kids. So I don't want to be, you know, 40 before I have my first kid. And I don't know, there's risks involved and everything like that. I right. mean, a lot of people do it and it's perfect and wonderful, but it's just like, yeah, you're risking a lot. So how does it change your dating? I think you're more upfront right away. Like my boyfriend now, he he was the one who was pretty much ready to date me. And I and I also wanted to date, you know, I liked him. I just was like, wow, he's really, you know, ready really to ready. settle down. Yeah, he's and ready. How old is he? He's he's 31. He 31. just turned 32. Yeah. But like he's yeah, he could In LA, easily, it's like a baby. It is. And he could easily date for ten, five more years and not like, you know, like you and not have to worry about like yeah. not really care but he wants kids and he wants someone like near his age. He wants like, yeah, he, I guess he comes from that sort of a background. And I, we, we just talked about it right away. Really? Really soon. Like, do you, how, like, far, how long have you guys been dating? <clears throat> about eight months. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. And it was pretty early on, like that we said, you know, we're, we both want the same things. So how was it good. said? He pretty much just asked me straight up, like, do you want to have a family? Do you want to have, like, are you looking for a husband? Do you? And I was like, <laughs> well, it's interesting. <laughs> for a little while. I mean, like, it's interesting you're saying he asked that. So we were talking about testing at the beginning of the show. Um, and I was saying how a lot of men that I work with think that when women do ask certain questions that it is testing. It, it, but it is, it, it's, tr- it's, it's trying out yeah. somebody. I think that's a better way of putting it because it's saying, here's what I want. Do you want the same thing? Or I want to know what you do for a living because I want to get to know you. I want to see how you answer questions um, rather than, you know, people who think of it as testing and negatives. And I love that your boyfriend was the first person to put it out there because he's saying, you know, we're going out, but I don't want to be five dates in and realize that you want to take jello shots every single night and go out to clubs because that's not what yeah. I'm into right now. I yeah. want non-alcoholic Jello shots, though. Jello, oh, God, yeah, it's Jello. It's Jello. Like this is Jello. Yeah, but no, but yeah. I, mean, I, I like that. And then, so did that? Did that make you uncomfortable? It didn't because I really had a. I felt a connection with him right away. Like when we, you know, even when we met each other at the restaurant, I, I was like, oh, there's chemistry. If there wasn't, it would be kind of weird and like. Yeah. But I think. You what should, do you want to do? He's like, you want a family? Or you like, want to have kids? Someone. I'm like, yeah. you need to back off. But like. <laughs> No, because I felt it and I think he knew that I felt this like connection and like we just got along and then it wasn't like, you know, it was later that night. It wasn't like the first thing he asked me, but like he, you know, we could, you could just read each other. Yeah. And, like, you tell it that's where the conversation was going into. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Do you feel so, like he went into, uh, do you feel like right off, like before he even met you that he was like that kind of guy who had already decided he wanted something serious? I think so he had already decided when he got on Tinder that he was looking for something serious. Uh, yeah, yes, no for one sure. ever except for your boy. Except for us. We met on Tinder. Wow. That is crazy. Fascinating to me. And he's super cute and he ha- has gray hair already and he's a silver fox already. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I want you to walk me through that experience a little bit before we get to overanalyze this. But I want to hear... How, how did he get you on Tinder? Like, what did, what what created that chemistry? Describe chemistry to people that are listening. Um, it's so hard to explain in like words, but it's just a feeling, and I and I everyone knows this. It's a feeling you have. It's you know we there's judging. It was easy Somebody conversation. It was judging? there's some judging there. Yeah, easy conversation, not um any awkwardness. Um, even if there was, it was like, I was comfortable being yeah. in silence. Well, Joe was talking about at the beginning of the show about, you know, what he puts out there when he interacts with girls, he has like a few set things that he says, but basically what he's putting out there is he's saying, can you play with me? 
Can you box with me? Can you play with my balls? Can you keep up with me? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Play with my next girlfriend. That's actually the third question. Family balls. Exactly. We didn't get to that third question. Exactly. No, but but that's where the chemistry is. And it doesn't have to be, you know, on the bantery level that Joe was talking about. It can be, it's really just saying, do you vibe with what I'm putting out there? And again, it doesn't have to be the comedic approach. It can be the poet's approach, the musician approach, the lawyer approach. But it's that those two, those two minds meet and you feel like you're on. Exactly. And even uh, playing field. You're playing the same sport. Whether yes. it's golf or boxing or whatever. And now that I now that in. I think about it, all these balls you're talking. About. All these balls I'm trying to juggle. <laughs> um, it, he did actually come in with. I think it. He maybe he didn't realize it, it was some, some tactic, but it was from like a writing standpoint because he started showing me all of this um, stuff that he had written, it's and it was funny. Rough, like, his rough no, no, no. Oh, sorry, no. This was on our first. Oh, okay, cool. No, but on. No, not, not, yeah, I guess on a, on Tinder, he just, you know, wrote. I, just, I just thought he was cute. Honestly, right. it was just like a physical okay. attraction. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, then he showed you his writing? And then he showed me his writing and like, and you're right. On your first funny. date. On our first he, date. He, he brought, he whipped it out. This He's got like a, like a vanilla file folder <laughs> that he brings to date. being like, you better like these and children or we're not going to. He have. brought his portfolio or something? No, he just, it was on his phone. Like, uh, okay, notes, okay. You know, he like wrote right, it down. Right, right, right. Okay. It was cute. And it was so, funny. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Viva Drusher at all with the Real Housewives. Okay, never mind. I'm mm-hmm. going to rush. <laughs> never mind. We're not giving credit. We're not. No, we're not. No, our, we have all male listeners. I'm not bringing it up. Cougars. Okay. Oh, like they don't listen. Come on. She brought, I don't watch no, one, no one believed she was six, oh, so she brought it. pictures of her um, x-rays to oh, like God. a dinner. She's yeah. like, here, look at my x-rays. And it was really weird. So I was cool. thinking it was the same. <gasps> anyway. But I like that. Okay, so you, connect, you connected <laughs> on that level. You're a writer as well. And you're funny. Yeah, we, we also, con- exactly. We connected on that level too. It wasn't just the chemistry. He like, he came forward with something like maybe it would be jokes or like, yeah, just the banter or something. But with but putting and, yourself out there. Yeah. Because so what I'm hearing, and I think it's a really good point to express, is that when you are dating, especially, you know, later on past the age of 25, where it's not, I don't want to call it superficial because it's not really superficial under 25. It's just what you're into. At no, it is. No, but it's, it's not. Like when I was 20, 20, I wasn't thinking, this is so superficial of us. I only like you because you're cute. It's like what I was into at that time. I right. wanted somebody who was fun, who had a social life going on, who could tell me where to go and the cool things to do. That's what I was into. But later on down the road, when you are dating, you have to put out there what you're into. Share that, express that, and see if the other person can either respect it and think it's freaking cool and be intrigued by it, or at least add on to it. But Marissa, would you say that you had like similar things in dating in terms of what you're attracted to and that chemistry that is created between you and a guy? Are are you talking about in my 20s or just chemistry? Are you are we talking about chemistry now? Yeah, chemistry now. Yeah, chemistry is is it's I feel like it's a really cliche thing to say, but it is a funny thing that is really difficult to describe. I think that's the um, one thing that doesn't change throughout mm-hmm. the course of your life. Right. Got, when probably. you date when you're 16, there's chemistry. When yeah. you date when you're 45 or on like, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, ourtime.com, like you need chemistry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, without it, you can't get to even exploring all the things that go on in a relationship. Like right. if you're just sitting there staring at each right. other. Right. If it's no, flat. It's like, so we have sex now? Right. How's this work? Right. <laughs> right. Is it about that like, time? I don't like you any other way. No, but... wait, hold on. <laughs> and I, I feel like, I, you know, you can't tell who you're going to have chemistry with. Like I'm, right. I'm often surprised and yeah, it doesn't have to do with what they look like. Not just like, are they attractive or not attractive? It's just, it their body type or their sense of humor or whatever you, I feel like there's not necessarily tip offs, you know, or even like you, maybe if you see someone in a picture, like on Facebook, and then you meet them in real life and you're like, ah, no, like that's not the sense I got from you. Right. Um, Have you ever been on a date with somebody um, where it's a first date where you thought you had chemistry with them when you met them the first time and then you go on the date and you enjoy each other, but that chemistry isn't there? Oh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what what does it look like when the chemistry is there from you, like what you would put out there? Because I, I want to... A lot of guys, guys think there is... Yes, yeah, like, oh, isn't. we had fun. We had a good conversation. We laughed. Therefore, we like each other. Mm-hmm. It's a little Asperger's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's like step one, step two, step three. But yeah. for women, yeah. there's a lot... There's like different... There's different levels. Mm-hmm. There, it's like, oh, I can really enjoy you, but I don't feel that chemistry for you. So can you explain that Okay. When you say that right now, I what popped into my head was chemistry makes me like things about them that you could be like, oh, I love that messed up tooth in his mouth or like yeah. the way he laughs or um, I I love that he collects 
model airplanes or oh he walks like I could just watch him walk right the way he he wiggles or whatever and then you don't have, <laughs> I have that with my husband's so job cracks, I love. <laughs> you love it right I'm like do it again chew you, you want to <laughs> listen to him chew yeah. you could listen to him chew all day mm-hmm. and then with someone you don't have chemistry with you're like yeah like He's like, like model, air, model airplanes. Like, I like yeah, yeah. <laughs> airplanes. Exactly. What a nerd! Or like, ew, like he walks. Yeah, it makes them endearing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's endearing. You just simply there. It's there's no nothing pretentious about it. You simply everything that they are and have at, at the base level. Into. You're into it, and you don't have to justify it. Like if you if you're on a really good first date, you don't have to be like. Well, he was funny. Um, so that's a plus. Like, you know, it's not a decision that you have to make. So what would it look like at the end of a date with a guy like physically into <clears throat> and you had chemistry with? What would it versus look somebody like? you just like enjoyed and you're like, I could be friends with you? <laughs> it's hard. It's yeah. they're like little subtle yeah. things. You're still gonna be polite at the very end. You wanna make out with them. I think you yeah. get shyer. <laughs> I think something big is like being more shy or yeah. a little more bashful if you if you were really into them. Or that just could come across as, as like scared. You're like, get away from me, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I would say yeah. that that would be a sign of that there was chemistry there, that there's an eagerness, but there is like a little bit of playfulness. Like, you know, you're dropped off at the door and you're looking for your keys for five minutes because you mm-hmm. wanted to kiss you in some way. Yeah. But with, what else? It's, I know it, these are hard questions to answer. I'm putting you guys on the spot, but you know. <laughs> why don't well, you tell us, Marnie? Yeah. Well, no, I, I don't know. That's why I'm actually asking the question. Well, like, what uh, does it look like? Like, what does it look like to... To a guy. Because for a guy. guy after, he's like, wait a second, we had a really good time. Why does she not want to go on a second date? Why is she flaking now? Why is she avoiding me? Because for him, he's like, we did all the... I checked it all off of my checklist and we had all the things on there. And now she's not calling me back. Whereas... If you have chemistry, you would call back. You would want to see each other again. But so, do you think that he's misreading the signs? Like, do you think that he, because he likes you, that he's saying like, he's misreading it as chemistry when it's really just a one-way attraction? Yes. Like, I feel like if there's really chemistry and you're really in tune with that, then he'll be able to to know. And I think the different chemistry that he's trying to decipher between is the friendship chemistry and the flirting attraction chemistry. Mm-hmm. That's a, It's a really... A, hard thing to see when you're on a date. I've had yeah. girlfriends who are like, I went on this great date last night. Do I want to see him again? Hell no. Yeah. I'm not attracted to him. But I had, an, I had a blast last night. And that can be extremely confusing for men because they went on a date, they laughed and they shared co- a common interest. And they cried. That's why they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> they had great conversation, but there, was, there wasn't that zhuzh, whatever you the said. Zhuzh. Zhuzh. Yeah, there's like a sexual zhuzh. chemistry there. I just, I just want right. to, and we may not have an answer today, but I want to try and paint a little bit more of a picture for guys who are listening so they can well, help, help. I myself. will say I, I have had a, lo- a string of men who I'm friends with and really like genuinely as people and have not made any advances on them, but they take my friendship and my niceties as there's something between us and they have been trying to, you know, get to the next level and get in the pants. And (laughs) I'm, I keep getting shocked by it. And then I realize that it's because I'm, that's not, I like them as a person and they, and they're seeing this as a romantic a gesture. Right. And so I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Like it's, par- I mean, it's like, it's partly me. What am I giving off? But at the same time, like, can I say the C word on the ring? Yeah. yeah. I'm not being a cock tease. Oh, I thought you were going to say cunt. Damn it. Yeah. 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 I thought I so say yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's I'll, just cock. Well, yeah. You can be both, but I'm not being a cock tease. I'm, I like them. I, I'm, they're my friend. Yeah. I will give you a hug. I will ask you how your day is. I don't, and then I don't see how there's that disconnect of a guy saying like, she is totally into me. Like, I feel like if I feel like there's a lack of perception there with men. I'm not saying women are easy to read, but I feel like when I like a guy, I'm giving you the eyes. I'm going to linger. I'm going to give you my phone number. I'm going to be direct about it. And I think guys get all excited about she's being nice to me. Oh my God. She's, she, I don't know. Well, so that's, no, no, that I was talked perfect. about this last episode. Yeah. There's a show called Brain Games on National Geographic Channel. Um, Nat Geo, for those of you who are Nat really Geo. into it. Um, <laughs> the Natty G. The Natty G. Mm-hmm. But they talk about, and I, again, I mentioned this before, but they talk about how women pick up, which is so obvious, but we pick up way more detail than men would. So when a man is looking at a woman and we 
aren't giving eyes, that's something that they don't even really know goes on in, in the first place mm-hmm. because they're not in tune to detail. Mm-hmm. And so I think if women maybe, um, if men can learn to be more in tune with the details and actually think about those, like women um, see like seven shades of red, whereas men see three. Mm. So it's like physically in their brain, they're not seeing details. Yes. So I know Joe can't tell how gorgeous my eye makeup is today, <laughs> but you know, so I think I know well, I, if, you're, I, if you look harder. Yeah, that's, I actually wanted to ask because I think, I, I, even though I can't see as many shades of red, <laughs> uh, which is a shame, by the way, I feel like girls, uh, I feel like the, I pick up on on what a girl's giving off. It's very obvious to me. I know if I'm on a date immediately if a girl's in or if a girl's out. But so I guess here's my question for all of you guys since I have four four women here. If you were went on a first date yeah. with a guy <laughs> and there was chemistry, is there any chance that you guys aren't having some sort of sexual contact at the end of that date, even if it's as simple as making out? Like is there a is, chance that you're not going yeah. to? Is there a chance that on the yeah. first date? It depends yeah. what your belief system is, right? Or, right. Or like your rules for yourself. Right. Yeah. But now, so, I mean, there are women, if you, you really like a guy, you're on a first date, you're not even going to make out with him. That's like a second date. It's kind not of. A rule. I, It does not. No, it's no. not a rule I've, at all. No. I made out with my boyfriend on right. the first date. Right. Yeah. I, but you're saying, is it possible that you could walk away not having any physical for, contact? For me, still for me yes, yeah. because yeah. I am incredibly awkward and shy. So you could be like, I really like that guy. We have chemistry. Like, I kind of want to make out away. with him, but you wouldn't. Yeah, well, I was yeah. going to say the same That's, thing. Yeah. If, you get, if you get shy and you're like, okay, I'm just going to hug you and go. Or if you don't make the move. Yeah, if you don't make the move. Right. I mean, that's the thing. I always feel like, if I sense chemistry and we've had fun and the, the, you know, the conversation's been good and I drop you off, like, yeah, I'm making a move. And I've never, I've never been basically shut out by someone and then said, but like, yeah, we should definitely do this again. Like the people that I didn't make a move on or didn't end up making out with, you just knew. I was just like, come on. And it wasn't like, Oh, she's a cock tease or whatever. It was, if we can spend two hours together and we're having a, a good time and she doesn't want to make out at the end, then there then, should be obviously sexual Then this is, yeah. Then yeah. there's not really the chemistry. But I said at the beginning, kind of like jokingly, but it is a little Asperger's-y. So some guys literally just aren't receptive and they, right. they kind of go by these rules and it's very robotic because they're either not comfortable or not aware. And so they have to actually be taught these signs. Right. Or they're not confident enough to actually go for the kiss as blatantly mm-hmm. As you would, because you're mm-hmm. you are someone who goes after what they want, and I I admire that. I respect. I think it's awesome. Um, but other people second guess it. They live in their heads, um, and they create a disconnect between themselves and the person that they're possibly dating, who they could have had great chemistry with. When but when it comes to this part of oh, we're supposed to kiss now. What am I supposed to do? How do I be bold? They can scare themselves off, which can be a turnoff for the girl or confusing for the girl if they did feel chemistry. And vice versa, on the other side, it can be very frustrating for the man um, because he's not able to go after what he wants because he's not getting the right signs from a girl that he should be going in for the kiss. So anyway, there's a lot of confusion happening. But to what to what Marissa was talking about, um, this, this uh, you know, the I'm not a cock block and how is he seeing that I want something more. It really just comes down to what the intention is for both people of why they're interacting with each other. So I'm going to tell this quick story that we're going to finish because we're actually running over. So there was this guy that I was coaching. I think I told this, but I'm not sure. Uh, and he had said he was recently engaged. He broke off his engagement. The girl broke it off. He was heartbroken. He took six months to recover from the heartbreak. And then he was ready to date again. And this girl in his office who he been flirting with on the regular, he decided one day, okay, now I'm into you because now I'm available and now I want to take you out and explore a relationship. So his way of expressing that to a girl, this girl was asking her for coffee. He literally just said, do you want to go for coffee later? And they'd been for coffee numerous times in that other phase of his life. But now for him, that coffee meant a lot more. It meant, do you want to date? Do you want me in the same way that I want you? And she said to him, when she heard, do you want to go for coffee? Oh, no, I'm just, I have to finish up my work. Um, I'm not gonna be able to go for coffee for you today, with you today. And he said, oh, she rejected me. Mm. She doesn't want me the same way. And I was like, okay. And then he's like, then I asked her again. I, you know, said, I'm going to go for coffee. Do you want to meet me up there later? And she didn't show up. So he took that as a double rejection. So I flipped it on him and I said, okay, I'm going to ask you for coffee and you tell me what you hear. And so I said, do you want to go for coffee with me? 
what do you hear me asking for? And he's like, you asked me for coffee. I was like, exactly. You asked for coffee. You didn't say, do you want to go on a date? Do you want to explore a relationship? Yeah. Do you want? It's, it's like the intention behind. So it's loaded depending on which side you're coming from. For you, you're like, I have a great friendship with this person. That's awesome. I care about you. I want to know how your day was. I want to hook you up with my friends. And he's thinking, all I want to do is see your boobs. Like that. that's mm -hmm. all that's yeah. going on for him. So every action that you do, in his mind, is building up towards, oh, she possibly wants me as well, which leads to a lot of frustration and hate towards girls because they're like, you know, why did you do these things if you weren't into me? But really, it's his responsibility. And I think that's a good place to end this <laughs> show on because I could go on about this for hours. But you guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much thank, for being thank so you. open yeah, and answering and our questions. And tell oh, everyone no. where they can watch um, your super funny YouTube videos that I loved. It's they are. I've shown them to lots of people. So our, oh, yeah. our YouTube channel is 20s vs. 30s. Um, that's our web series. And our group is Those Girls Comedy. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. We're for those girls, the number four, those girls. And we also have 20 vs. 30 Twitter page as well. VS awesome. or versus? It's 20 VS 30. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. And Joe, how do people find you? Uh, I'm on Twitter. They can be your next girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, you want to date this guy? Yeah. He's a man. Luckily, we have very few women. Let's kind of yeah. uh, Men, I can help too. You know? That's true. I have girls that I, you know, can't go out with because I have a girlfriend. He does have a girlfriend. But, uh, oh. Yeah. But I'm always looking. I'm always, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, looking for another vine. Next, again. Next um, I'm on Twitter at Fix Your Life and uh, JoePrano.com if you wanted to come see comedy or something like that. Awesome. All right. Well, if you want to download new episodes of the Ask Women podcast, uh, go to iTunes and download. Subscribe. Oh, and subscribe again so you don't have to uh, manually do it and the podcast will be there in your funnel. I know. She she funnel. I don't even know why I say that. But anyway, go and subscribe to our podcast. New episodes come out every Thursday. We appreciate you. We love you. Thank you so much for listening because you guys keep our show on the air. Uh, if you want to keep our show on the air, actually use our Amazon link. And apparently nobody uses it because we have not made any money. Well, we don't really talk about on it that this much. Thing. But we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon. And actually go buy my book on there. My book is called Get Inside Her, and you can actually find it at winggirlmethod.com slash Amazon. That's all we got for you. <laughs> we will see you guys next week.